0: Bible Study Podcast, episode 335. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the Gospel of John with chapter 10. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We started chapter 10 last week with the Good Shepherd, and we're going to finish it up this week. There's more conflict about Jesus' claims. It's interesting, we talked about John really focusing on why Jesus said what he did, but he also focuses on how people react, I think, more than the other Gospels. And this has really been brought to my attention because I've been doing this study with you on the Gospel of John, while at the same time, I've been studying with uh, the boys in Juvenile Hall that I lead that Bible study weekly on the Gospel of Mark. And doing two Gospel studies at the same time really points out the differences between the two gospels in terms of what they're trying to emphasize. So here again, John talking about conflict. Starting in verse 22, then came the festival of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter and Jesus was in the temple courts walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews who were gathered there around him saying, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you did not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me. But you do not believe, because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Again his Jewish opponents picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus said to them, I have shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these do you stone me? We are not stoning you for any good work, they replied, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, claim to be God. Is it not written in your law, I have said you are gods, if he called them gods to whom the word of God came, and scripture cannot be set aside? What about the one whom the Father set apart from his very own and sent into the world? Why then do you accuse me of blasphemy, because I said, I am God's Son? Do not believe me unless I do the works of my Father. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works, that you may know and understand that the Father is in me and I in the Father. Again they tried to seize him, but he escaped their grasp. Then Jesus went back across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing in the early days. There he stayed, and many people came to him. They said, Though John never performed a sign, all that John said about this man was true. And in that place, many believed in Jesus. And so we get Jesus again talking about who he is, and for the second time in two chapters, we get them picking up stones to stone him. We get them, at this point, clearly understanding that Jesus is saying he and the Father are one, that he is the Son of God, and clearly also then rejecting it. Which is interesting because they said, Tell us plainly, and he has been telling them, and they have been not listening. I'm not convinced that we always want God to be straight with us. And I'm not convinced that we always want God to be clear with us because sometimes I think we prefer if God would be a little vague so that we wouldn't have to respond, so that we wouldn't have to make a decision. It's easier to say, I'm not sure I understand that, than. I understand that, and I can't do that. I always like the quote from Mark Twain, it's not the things in the Bible that I don't understand that I have trouble with, it's the ones that I do. And I think that there's some honesty in that statement is, when Jesus says, I'm the Son of God, they had to, at that point, make a decision. Was this true or not true? Was he a blasphemer, or was he a messenger from God? Was he someone that they should listen to? And in the same way, when we clearly understand what it is that God declares about Jesus when we clearly understand what God desires for us to do, that's uncomfortable because then we have to make a decision. Okay, if Jesus is the Son of God, then how then do our lives need to be different? So, I think sometimes we're asking for God to to be more clear when he has been clear enough, when we understand enough that we are clear on what we should do, but we don't want to. And I like Jesus' response here. So they pick up their they pick up their stones. They're ready to stone Jesus again because they understand he is saying that he and the Father are one, and they're ready to stone him. And he says, "For which of the works that you have seen are you going to stone me? How do you know the truth in that statement? Basically, he's saying if he is the Son of God, he is declaring that the things that he is doing bear witness to the statements that he is making." And I think the same is true for us. The, the things that we do bear witness to our faith. Sometimes they bear false witness to our faith, or sometimes they bear poor witness to our faith. But we can say lots of things about what we believe. We can say lots of things about who we are as Christians. But what we do, as the same thing as Jesus, bears witness to what is true. And I think that's one way of understanding what Jesus is talking about. There's a rather confusing section here as he's pulling out some pieces from the law about he says you are gods and he calls them gods and all that kind of stuff. But I think that the real crux of this is he's saying, it, look at what I do. Look at what I do and see if it is consistent with what I say. And then finally, at this point, he goes and sets himself apart from the people at Jerusalem, apart from the religious leaders, and goes off into the wilderness as John did. And there he has success in his ministry, and people come to believe in him. I want to continue on just a little bit. I want to start a story which we'll finish in the next episode, The Death of Lazarus. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sister sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, the sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. Now, Jesus loved Mary and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, Let us go back to Judea. But, Rabbi, they said, A short while ago the Jews there tried to stone you, and yet you are going back. Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daylight will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After he said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but the disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him." Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. This is the start of a longer story, obviously, and next time we'll come with Jesus coming to Bethany and raising Lazarus. We start with Jesus loves Mary and Martha and Lazarus, the two sisters and the brother. But this odd statement that because he loved Lazarus, he stayed where he was two more days. When he heard Lazarus was sick, he stayed there where he was two more days. Jesus is allowing Lazarus to die. Jesus could have gone back at the time that he heard this news, interceded potentially if he had rushed back and kept Lazarus from dying. So there's two different themes that are going on here. One is the theme that they're trying to kill him, and are you sure you want to go back? And is this a good idea? And they ask him this question, are you sure you want to go back? That these people already just tried to stone you, it's dangerous to go back. Thomas, this is the same Thomas we call doubting Thomas, not doubting at all in this point, saying, basically, let's go with him, even though it will probably lead to our death also. A wonderful statement of faith that we are with you, Jesus, no matter what happens. So there's that theme going on, and then there's this other theme of Jesus allowing Lazarus to die so that he can raise him, so that the power of God may be shown. An interesting and possibly a little uncomfortable thing. What do we say when we say that Jesus let this happen? Well, one, we're saying that he has the power to stop it. And two is that he doesn't always choose to. And I think that's still the true today. I believe that God can heal any disease, but I know that God doesn't choose to heal all diseases. I can't tell you why, individually by individual, circumstance by circumstance. I can tell you we live in a broken and fallen world, and that people do get sick, and that people do die. But that occasionally, within that, God will show his power and will show his glory, as he did with, or as he will next week with Lazarus. But remember, God's priorities are not our priorities. Jesus healing Lazarus, even Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, as we'll see in the next episode, is a temporary thing because Lazarus still lives in this broken and fallen world. He will still, at some point, get sick and die. And so God's priorities are not so much am I going to get sick, or am I going to have my health for the rest of my life? But bigger priorities that what is going to happen after that? He is more concerned about my relationship with him than he is whether I threw out my back, whether he is whether I get some terrible disease, because all of those things are temporary, and our relationship with God is something that can go on forever. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at com, or leave a comment on this episode at com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2X. And as always, thanks so much for listening.